Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. Scott is going to attack me. I feel it. I see it in his face right now. You made the daring assertion that the reason that the Canaanites' actions should not be emulated is not because of sexual impropriety, but because of idolatry. So far, so good. You said historically they were not known as being sexual miscreants. Their problem was that they were idolaters. So far, so good, with the exception of the rape of Dina. But you said, understandably, that is an exception. We don't see it elsewhere. No problem. So far, so good. The reason they were kicked out of the land permanently was because they were not stewards of the land. It was not really theirs. And once they were in the land, illegitimately, they were kicked out because of the idolatry. So far, so good. The problem is in Leviticus chapter 18, we have a list of sexual misconduct, which is preceded by a verse which says, do not act like the Egyptians or like the Canaanites. If the Canaanites were innocent of sexual misconduct, why is this line there? introducing a list of sexual impropriety using their name. If that were me, I'd be insulted. If someone says, you know something, don't be like Scott Kahn, and then it had a list of things that I never did, I would feel that I was being unfairly picked on. Scott, you know in the Torah scroll, we don't have chapters and verses. There are no vocalizations, there's no chapters and verses. There are spaces in between paragraphs, but that's all. The rest we know only by tradition. Correct. So spaces and paragraphs usually tell us if a new idea is being introduced or not. I accept that. So if you look at chapter 18 in that text, you will see that the Canaanite Egyptian practices are slightly separated from the illicit relationships. Their idolatrous practices is what the issue is that the Jewish people cannot imitate. It has nothing to do with sexuality. In fact, I would say the sexuality conduct has more to relate to the history of Israel then it has to deal with Canaan or Egypt. So now I'm very confused. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know where you're going. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm confusing Scott. No, I'm completely confused. If I were a listener, I would turn this podcast don't, off right don't now. Don't turn the podcast off okay. because what I'm saying right now, I think, is a beautiful insight that God revealed to me okay. in learning his word. Mr. Holy Spirit. Mr. Holy Spirit. Because of the paragraph break that we have in Leviticus chapter 18 in the Torah scroll, between the lines describing do not be like the Canaanites or the Egyptians and those forbidden sexual relationships. So to be very specific, it's verse 5 has a break from verse 6 in chapter 18 in the book of Leviticus. This is a new idea. The sexual illicit relationships that are listed in this chapter relates more to Israel's own history than to the Canaanites or Egyptians. The first Five verses in chapter 18 has to deal with the idolatrous practices done both in Egypt and Canaan. Specifically in Canaan, you know this, Scott, this land only has rain during a particular season. That's right. Only in the winter here. That is it. Once the Passover season comes in around April time, all the way until September or October, there is no rain. And for someone like me who grew up in a place like Boston, which has very distinct seasons, you've got spring, you have fall. In Israel, there's basically the rainy season and the hot, dry season. And that's it. And the transition is like the snap of your fingers. And imagine you didn't have rain in October, November, December. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. 
Even to this day, when there's no rain in Israel through December, there are fast days that we have to pray to God to give us rain because we understand that a lack of rain in the land of Israel is considered a symbol of divine displeasure because God promises that when we do his will, he will give us water, he will give us rain. And when it doesn't rain, we look at ourselves and say, is there something we can do better? Maybe this is a message. Maybe we need to improve our actions, and that's why there isn't rain. And what the Canaanites did was go to other gods, hoping that they would be able to influence them to get rain. In fact, the most famous Canaanite god in the prophets is Baal, was the storm god. Correct. And through certain practices of their idolatrous rituals included both temple prostitution, but the idea was using God in order to influence that God to benefit me. And Egypt was similar, but in a totally different way, if that could be a way of saying a sentence. Right, because the Nile was a place where they got all their water from. And they had water year-round because they had the Nile River, but they worshipped the Nile River. They worshipped the Nile River, correct. But it was all for the benefit for them. For them. For them. And the nation of Israel is supposed to be holy, to sanctify his will. Not our will, but his will. So what does this have to do with that introduction? I just want you to understand that what we're talking about is not dealing with the ritual idolatrous practices of both the Canaanites and the Egyptians. That's under the category of idol worship. Now we have a new category. In order for Israel to be Israel, we have to refrain from certain sexual relationships. So you're saying that that initial paragraph, to summarize, is not talking about sexuality, it's talking about idolatry. That's step one. Stay away from the Canaanite and Egyptian idolatrous practices. But once you have understood that idea, once you've internalized that, the next step is we have to be careful about something else internally. Beyond idolatry, we have to make sure that Jewish family life can thrive, that sexual morality in Israel is at the highest possible level. And our next podcast will deal with the sexual history of the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm Scott Kahn. I'm David Nekretman, and blessings from Jerusalem.